What's up, everybody? This is The Quad with Chris Young. As always, I'm Chris. We got Haley the Bear. That's me. Producer Josh. Hello. And Ryan from Miami, wherever the hell he is. Uh, I saw you looked at me. You went. You wanted to go to me first. I saw that. I debated it. That's okay. You've lost that privilege, Ryan. I I debated it only because of what we'll get to in sports later, because I know you got to be super hyped up right now. Yeah, even more so than than uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say paid for fandom. Well, but oh, whoa, 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 not, whoa, not whoa, paid for whoa. fandom. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, the, 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 the views of Chris Young do not reflect those of Ryan Bass yeah, and the employees employer that he has. It's normally we have to give that um, disclaimer about you. <laughs> so happy Monday. Let's happy get Monday. it, folks. Let's get after it. Oh, man. Um as uh, always, for anyone that is listening for the first time, Ryan, where can they go watch uh, the YouTube? Because we haven't been pushing that. Well, yeah, it's really simple. And by the way, I do want to know, we continue to grow viewership. We continue to grow membership and subscribers each and every week. We love you guys. It is YouTube.com slash C slash The Quad with Chris Young. We love it. Thank you. We see the comments. We see the likes. Share it with your friends. We appreciate it. YouTubers, you rock. We love y'all. Yeah, and where can they go to find that? <laughs> YouTube.com slash C slash The Quad with Chris Young. Make sure to go check that out if you haven't already, if you've been listening for a while. If this is your first time listening to the show, this is The Quad. As always, we talk about four things, sports, movies, music, and we have a hot take. There's four of us. Yeah, it's, quad. it's kind of the thing. Four. It's, there four. It there it is. Uh, where were we on the poll last week? Polls are super People important. apparently... <laughs> People apparently love polls. They vote in polls and polls are something that people love that we do. But with that being said, I'm actually rather shocked that people like avocado. Because people like avocado, plain and simple. Overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, 60.8% says, yes, avocado is amazing. Whoever those 60% are, get out. Well, first of all, 60.8 is not overwhelming. But also, 60, I mean, 60, I, 40, basically. Yeah, that's not overwhelming. I, I will also bring up, I, I didn't, maybe it is in the framing of the way that I am making my position. But a lot of people, when you ask them without framing the question first, if you're just like, hey, do you like avocado? Their very first thing that they ever say is, oh, man, I love avocado toast. Yeah, 60.8% of them, I bet. Or I love an avocado roll when I, you know. Well, which is funny because most of the people that message me are going, yes, I will eat avocado with a spoon by itself because it's delicious. I don't know who you people are anymore. I love you, but Jesus. Um, There's so many other foods out there, everyone. Yeah, but avocado is delicious. Coming from the people who said candy corn is good, like go away. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Those are two completely different things. Okay, but no one likes candy corn, so. <laughs> obviously, people do. And it's obviously, so, people like avocado. But it's like, the argument it's a is semi-solid, there. it's creamy, but it's not a solid. I don't <laughs> understand. That's what yogurt. You that. yeah, oh, my God. Uh, uh, or, uh, and then people try that, to fit it into not, brownies. Not, that, yeah, wait, wait, wait. We're not talking about consistency's sake either. Because if we want to go down that rabbit hole, I, you know, I like cottage cheese, but Ugh. a lot of people don't. Ugh. A lot of people don't. Ugh. Milk gone bad. Ugh. I like cottage cheese. That is cheese. cheese in general. 
I understand, but cottage, <laughs> it's you left it in the cottage. And There's a grew. consistency with cottage cheese. Like it just but it that, feels like it's spoiled. That That's oh, what I'm talking about is that it's a consistency thing. There's like some people can't eat. Um, <laughs> some people can't eat mushrooms because they just, they find them slimy texture wise. I get that. I like the flavor of mushrooms. I don't particularly so love, do I. love eating mushrooms. I'm just saying I understand that we all have our differences. Takes a, takes a village. Takes all of us together. I do have an update, by the way. YouTube has given us a handle. So we are YouTube.com slash at the quad with CY. Even easier. Wow. Ooh, there we go. See, that is the kind of thing that I go to ask you for. Is like, hey, what's the ease of use? How do we get people to get directly to this so they can go watch it? Because a lot of people are audio listeners, and I, we haven't had the same number of people translate over to YouTube. So, look, go hit it. Hit the notification bell. It'll it'll alert you when we update the YouTube. And who wouldn't want to look at our beautiful faces? Honestly. So anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> let's let's uh let's go to music. Music. I got to give a, a little peek behind the curtain and a, a shout out slash uh, kind of tripping him in the lunchroom moment to Mitchell Tenpenny. <laughs> um, I don't know if he was unaware that he was supposed to be there, but I know he was in town. So NSAI every year does this huge party and it's like the world's biggest number one party. They make a big deal out of doing all of the number ones that they can get writers for in the room and artists if, if they're available. Uh, and they run down through the entire list and I believe they do it in, in reverse order, which is because I was trying to, as they were announcing people, I was trying to figure out how they had this set up because again, it's, it's a year later, right? Right. So, but then they go, December they go to January from that year. Yes. Does so that make sense? New, so it's the newest one that is yes. closest to mind. Yes. To the oldest one. To the away. oldest one. Okay. Um, wow. All right. So that was, I, I was sitting there in, in the moment, like going, okay, what, how are they? It's not what alphabetical. Is this yeah, yeah. It's not alphabetical. It's not by company. It, what is this? Um, but Auto autobiographical. But was, <laughs> it's, it's one of the few that I've been able to go to. And since I was in town, I was like, I, I think this is something that I should be there for. And, that's a cool moment. I got to see a bunch of friends and a bunch of writers that I know. Um, but Mitchell was not there. <laughs> I was like, I was pretty sure that they said that he was going to be at this. So should just FaceTimed him in. Dang it, Mitchell. Although, uh, you know what? I, I was talking with him the other day. We still haven't done the actual number one party for the song yet. So we are, we are behind on that. So I will, I will get that done. Um, also, huge, huge shout out. Uh, the song is doing very, very well. Looking for you. Just crushing it in the top 30. Thank you, guys. Again, I know I'm just repeating myself every week, and I don't care. I've got the microphone. You can't stop me. I uh, am so grateful for all the love you guys are showing on this one. And uh, going out this weekend, going out to Cali. California. Yeah, California. And uh, I've got several shows out there. So looking forward to seeing you know the difference i haven't really outside of playing you know the opry and some other charity events that that i've had scheduled i haven't played like 
a big show in, in a, several weeks. So I'm interested to see the reaction to the song while I'm out there. Uh, and then also just found out this morning, right before I rolled in, that um, up 12% in my listenership. Okay. Uh, That's a big jump. This past month. You and, Ava- you and Avocado trending well. <sighs> Man. Just got to got to bring it back to avocado um team avocado ugh. it's not all right again <laughs> we're getting off the topic i'm like hey, listen to my song but let me tell you about avocado it's not that i don't like avocado i've actually learned to it's been one of those foods where i was never like crazy about it but I, i've learned to start like instituting it into my diet it's just not I when I describe avocado I never go you know what would be fantastic right now a big old slice of avocado I think it's refreshing What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Texas Roadhouse order some <laughs> avocado and request Chris Young music and Texas we're going to tie Roadhouse. everything together That's what we're going to do oh, Sounds terrible man. Speaking of Cal- some updates What's that yeah speaking that? of speaking uh-huh. of avocados slash California all right. So last week we did we did a Zoom pod where all of us were on there because I was in California, Ryan was in Florida, you guys were here. We were we were everywhere. Um, there's a part two to this story that I did not know that unfolded until this weekend. The show that I played in Modesto, California, at a place called the Fruit Yard, which you've played. Yeah. Because I saw your I saw your sweet little penmanship on your photo in the back. In downtown Modesto, I was. And the way the stage is set up, and I don't remember if I said this last week or not, so stop me if I did. There's two overhangs. There's a top. You did not. And then there's a gap, and then there's a second roof on top of that. I don't know why they did this, but what it makes (laughs) possible is that every bird in the county lives above (laughs) that first roof, which became a problem during sound check where all of a sudden the 808s are hitting and dried bird crap is falling on all of us and all of the gear an annoying thing but whatever it's part of the road fine so we vacuum it all up we it start, could be worse it could be a kings of leon moment correct do you know what i'm talking yes, about yes i do bird if, poop pooped in his mouth in st louis and uh, it was uh, <laughs> yeah so then so then we do sound check the birds are now terrified they start pooping on us that's still not the story that i'm talking about somehow during the course of the time between sound check and when I packed up my case, two birds made themselves a little ho- a little home inside of my inside of my rack, and they did not pop out of it when I packed up my rig. So when I unloaded the truck this weekend back in Nashville, I take the lid off, and no. everything in my rack is covered in bird shit. And I sit there and I go, wait, how did this happen? Because it wasn't covered when I packed it up. And then I take off the back lid and there's two dead birds. in Oh, it. man. And every I mean, bro, I can show you the photos. It's, I don't I don't. I've never and I've I've asked people. No one has. This is never I, to my knowledge. This has never happened to anyone in my sphere in the touring world. Needless to say, I spent all weekend. uh with Clorox wipes and uh, making sure everything worked. It was a really great time. It smell like. Yes, it was so terrible. Bird, bird really is the word then. Bird, yeah. Oh, it was, it was rough. 
Man. That was, I look, and it happens, but like, how, how did they not get, get I, when I was I, shaking? That one, yeah. That, that one's random. Cause I mean, what are the dimensions on this case? The, the rack is, is almost five and a half feet tall. There's a top rack, a bottom rack, and there's a little cubby in between. And that's probably where they got, but like, I'm moving it. I'm shoot, moving it out of the, off the stage. I'm putting the lids on. How did they not just out fly it? out of it? Well, how are they like, <laughs> okay enough to, when there's people around and things are happening to even fly in there after all the base and all that other stuff. Like, why are they in there? Why didn't they just fly away? There's, you know, three hours where it's downtime on stage where nothing's going on. So they must've just flown down and they're like, Oh, this seems like a nice place. Must've been a new couple, but like a new, new couple that got, got together and they're like, let's make this our new home. I mean, in the case, they looked like that, the old couple in the Titanic at the end of Titanic, <laughs> like they're right next to each other. <laughs> Brutal. Okay, brutal, well, brutal for uh, me. So there you go. That, the music section, ladies and gentlemen. So what I'm saying is tour life, super fun for some, and also uh, tough sometimes. <clears throat> sometimes you end up with two dead birds in your rig. Oof. Um, they, the closest I've ever gotten to the, the bird situation, um, they, by the way, for anyone that... that bothers to take the time to look that up that actually is a thing that happened to kings of leon on stage uh and it was at an amphitheater which you know you get a big uh overhang we're like oh this is gonna sound great for the people in seats birds go look home home um i was in san diego this is probably oh seven this is early on. Yeah, I was still wearing a cowboy hat. Um, I was walking on the beach, getting ready to be the very first act on stage, heading to go do an interview with, I believe at the time, John Marks was still the PD there. You know who that is. Mm -hmm. Um I'm going way back into the files on this one. So if you guys are just listening to this and it seems like I'm belaboring the point, there's a reason. Um, I was walking on the beach. I was walking towards the stage and I just, my hat just tipped just like forward. And I was like, what is that? Take my hat off to readjust it. And, uh, yeah, good luck happened all over the uh, the front of the hat. Was it a great show that night? <laughs> you know what? It, it it was. So there's that. But I'm sorry. It, the the getting pooped on is good luck thing. It, it, it can't possibly. It, it has to be like the it happened wow. to the first guy and he went crap. Sorry, dad joke. Uh, but it, <laughs> he was like, it have it has to be like this guy got pooped on by a bird and just went. I am going to have to go in and admit this, and I'm going to get laughed at. So I'm going to say, have you guys not heard? It's it's good luck. I can say that it is not good luck under the amount of times I have been pooped on a bird, and that's only because I used to work <laughs> okay, with wait, birds. Wait, wait. The- <laughs> I used to be an animal trainer, and we had all the birds. Yeah. So. Po- pooped, pooped on, on by, by a, a bird. bird, not on a bird. <laughs> oh, did I say that yeah. wrong? <laughs> I've been pooped yeah. on by <laughs> I don't want to know what kind of animal training was going Terrifying. No, I, I worked with well over like 500 pigeons, macaws, birds of prey. I've been sh- 
<laughs> he and Josh already went there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I've been yeah. shit on a lot by birds. <laughs> a lot. Been bit by birds a lot too. We, I, th- you know. I think we need to do a bonus poll this week and ask the family, the Quad Pod Squad, if getting pooped on by a bird is good luck. Because I'm you really been, interested to hear. Have you been on pooped on and okay. then immediately won been? the lottery? I've been pooped on no. on air. I've been pooped on on air by a bird on my suit while doing a live hit. Heck yeah. Do you have the footage? It was it well it it you can see something drip, but it hit my back. So it wasn't like it was uh, like on the front. Yeah, but then and you're walking around with it. It was and I didn't know. I didn't know. And someone was like, Hey man, I think a bird crapped on your back. <laughs> and I took my suit jacket off and there it is in its glory. <clears throat> and uh and yeah, so um I, I look, I though am of the belief that it is good luck. Because, because I found $20 on the floor that day after. No, that you didn't. That's me. a lie. Yes, I You're did. Lying. Yes, I did. Yes, I Wait, did. did you find an actual $20 bill? An actual $20 bill about an hour later on the floor. I think birds pooping on you is good luck. Do we think that? It's not do, an old wives tale. Do we think that some guy just saw him and was like, oh, man. Hey, <laughs> bird poop all over his jacket. Here, man. Here's $20 cleaners. for dry cleaners. <laughs> it's the reimbursement for the dry yeah. cleaners. <laughs> uh, we, do, we do have a really good hot take this week, or I would say we should we would pivot to that. No, I might just put it up anyway, just to see what they yeah. think. Yeah. Bonus content. Yeah, bonus content. Um, all right. What are you listening to? I am going to kick things off today. Before we move on from the music segment, please do not start playing. Please do not start playing. Um, I've got a lot of random things that I added into my library that I could go. But you know what? I'm going to go with Kickstart My Heart, Molly Crew. Wow. It got used as a sound in like three or four videos that popped up in the past week. And I was just like, you know what? I am going to absolutely just go on an old rock kick. They just played the NFL draft. Yeah. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why it's in the water. Maybe. I mean, I, I'm definitely gonna, we'll, we'll get into the draft <laughs> for a mm-hmm. couple reasons, but yeah, it was, uh, it was very, very interesting um, that that just kept popping up everywhere. So I was like, okay, the universe is telling me something. This is this is what I'm gonna do. It's time to rock. Uh, who wants to go next? I'll go. Um, one of our good friends, Nick Pate, likes to randomly post music, and he posted something from a band I've never heard of before, but I really liked their name. Um, Emotional Oranges is the name of the band, right? Okay. Anyways, but the little clip of the music he played, I was like, I sent him a message. I was like, dang, that's good. Like, who are these people? He goes. I randomly came across them today. I've been following them ever since. And I was like, well, I'm going to go follow them now too. And they just dropped a song on the 28th called Justified. No, not the Justin Timberlake one, but it's another one. It's really, really good. But Justified by the Emotional Oranges. Speaking of Justin Timberlake. Uh-oh. And today's date. I am going to choose Insync's. It's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> Of course. As nice. mine. Nice. I like that. I mean, you had to. We are doing it on well, mine, the first. So. Mine is inspired by this podcast today because this song is now stuck in my head. And it is Nelly Furtado's 
I'm like a bird. I only fly away. You want to know what's really weird? Is I brought that song up two weeks ago talking to somebody and I was like, I'm like a bird. It's really weird. I despised that song as a kid. Like I hated every second of that song. I was like, change, change the song, change the song. And now as an adult, I actually like that song. Maybe it's because I can relate more. <laughs> but it just wasn't meant for you then. It was not the time. There's a couple songs that I despised. What year do you think that as... song came out, by the way? What year do you think that song oh, came God. out? Oh, God. 2006? No, no, no. Before no, then. Before then. It was before, before then. then. Uh, oh, two. 98. 2000. So you two were just ah, around it. it. Okay. We had, to, we had to bracket it in. It wouldn't get away. Um, kind of like the bird. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that was good that was good um all right let's go to sports sports i have to say i'm a little bit salty because everybody keeps talking about how great the eagles draft is uh and how they are the best team in the nfc east the georgia Why? Eagles. you spoke to georgia fans i, like georgia I fans don't know so man i don't know it's like i i've never I don't think, and again, maybe it's just that I was paying really close attention to the first couple of rounds this year, but the amount of hyperbole and the amount of comparison that they do to like, it, they're grabbing a guy in round three and they're like, you know, it, the, the, the comp here is, is, uh, is Wes Welker. And I'm like, no, that's not the comp. Like the dude hasn't played yet. They're like, oh, well, this addressed all their needs. I'm like, no. Do you, do you know how many draft picks actually pan out over time? Almost none of them. It, well, and look, you are at the top of your field. You've got people that you're going to learn to start playing with. They always talk about the speed differential between college, even at the top level in college, to the NFL. It. You know, last year, Mr. Irrelevant was Brock Purdy. He was the last one drafted and ended up being amazing. <laughs> awesome until he got hurt. Games. Uh, it, you know, I, I think we have to mitigate this a bit. It's like, okay, walk, walk it back just a little, okay? But I do like digging into the draft, and I do like looking at who you think could possibly make an impact on teams. You know, I've, I've heard a lot of Tennessee Titans fans that were super unhappy with the Will Levis pick. Oh, they, 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 they don't. So many people. Actually, someone that I work with apparently posted, if they draft Will Levis, I will become a Chicago Bears fan. And then he posted the next day in a Chicago Bears jersey. And I said, welcome there home. Wow. I, I was um, actually looking at uh, one of my friends going uh dude we we welcome with open arms if you want to come be a uh, a dallas cowboys fan come on uh and then i i also when he played out there uh one of the the people that works with the cowboys and at&t that that several of us know um <laughs> he sent me a photo of hardy in a Dak jersey when he went on stage he wore a Dak jersey and uh I sent him a message and was like I mean you look good in blue and white man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there there is uh there's room guys I'm just saying and they also addressed their needs uh 
to a certain extent. I just, it's so hard to tell until like you actually have, okay, who made the cuts into the roster. And even then it's, it still takes like till game four or five where you're like, oh wow, this person's actually good or, oh yeah, no, they're not going to make it. Remember last year when everybody, again, this is, I'm acknowledging that this is my fandom, right? Speaking a little bit. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that Micah Parsons didn't immediately come out and just blow the doors off the league. It was like him and Bosa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that, everybody was like, oh God, that's a that's not a great pick for the Cowboys. They don't really need that position, blah, 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 blah. Turned out pretty well. Just saying. He's pretty good. He's pretty dang good. Congratulations to the Dallas Cowboys for making me cry during the draft oh. with the drafting of Deuce Vaughn and his dad getting to tell him the good news. Yeah. I liked the way he did it, too, is that he called it. For those of you who don't know, he called his son. He is uh, one of the the main um, guys in the draft room just from the perspective of I'm trying to think of what his dad's exact title is. Uh, he's it's like one head, of the directors of scouting, yeah, director for, of scouting for the team. And uh, he called his son and goes, hey, do you want to come to work with me on Monday? I was like, that's, it was good. That's cool. That was awesome. We love that. And then, of course, if you look at anybody that posted that on social media, half of the comments are like, oh, man, this is such a beautiful moment. And the other half of it is everybody else that's a fan of another team in the NFC division going, that's the highlight of the Cowboys season coming up next year. So. Nepotism. The ruining football. It's like, okay. All right. It's like, all right. 12, well, and, 12 and 4 last year. Before we dig deeper into the draft, Josh, Wait, what? Was it, was it 12 and 4? No, 17, team, 17 games? 12 and 5? I don't know. Ryan, help. 17 games, yes. There there are 17 games, yeah. Yeah. What was their record last year? The Cowboys? Yeah. What, what Cowboys do you think I'm talking about? <laughs> I think they lost four games. Oh, no, no, no. I, I just had this moment of panic. Like, I think they lost four games. Yeah. Well, they're 550 and 408 in their history. That is not what I'm asking. Cool. <laughs> Wait. I was talking about last year. Last year, last year they went 12th. They've actually gone 12 and 5 in back-to-back seasons. So okay, so it was five games, okay. not four. 12 and 5. Um, yeah, no, before we dig deeper into the draft, I just <clears> want to ask Josh, what the hell is Kansas City doing in this draft? This the, was the worst draft I've ever watched. As far as the city of Kansas City or the Kansas City Chiefs? The, the, the city, city of Kansas City. Uh, and I, what, and I'm what, even, what was your, what was your issue with it? Just to be clear, can this one, this draft was the second highest attendance of any draft. I don't know how that's even possible. And not to mention I posted on there and I thought maybe some people would be like, Oh no, it was no, it wasn't that bad. Literally every single person agreed with me. Why would they put a draft in the middle of a f- water fountain where no one can even be in front of the stage? <laughs> okay. It, it was so what, anticlimactic. What? <laughs> What was what are some of the other highest attended drafts? The number one was Nashville, twenty nineteen. The number three is Philadelphia at two hundred fifteen thousand. This one was little around three twenty. Hmm. Nashville was six hundred. Just to be clear, <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it, it, 
There's, so, so I feel like the tourism boards do a whole lot of <laughs> so, so what they were doing fun just, math with those. I'm sure. Well, yeah, I'm the 600. There was also like five events in the city in, in Nashville that weekend, and there was a whole bunch of stuff. But whatever. Um, the reason they did that. So there's a couple of reasons the way Kansas City's laid out. You have Union Station right there, which was right behind the stage, which allowed them to do all of the backstage staging for all of the green rooms, etc. They were able to put security. There's all sorts of entrances and private entrances and exits off of that. So that made a lot of sense. Kansas City is the city of fountains. There is a giant fountain in front of, of Union Station. Okay. It is For where, all of the travels in, in my life, I did not know that it was the city of fountains. It is the so city that of is, fountains. That's that what, makes a little more sense. That's why Kaufman used but to have the fountains in the outfield. Instead of having fans actually in front of the stage, you wanted a ginormous thing where people had to sit across water to watch something they couldn't even see. So that part was more of the VIP uh, ticketed fandom thing. Then there's a gap of Pershing Street and then up on the hill, was another 200,000 people That's that were watching from a from a farther point out which then backs up to the World War 1 memorial which is right there. Everything. It's actually it's actually a really cool spot and it's where we've done all of the parades for the Chiefs winning the Super Bowls for the Royals winning the World Series. It's it's actually a really good setup to get people in and out and kind of like strategically all right there. I I will cop to the fact that uh, for me, watching it on TV, it looked a little weird the way they had it. It was it horrible. It, it, you couldn't, it was either, hey, we've got this really wide shot, or hey, it is very, very close. And I know that sounds like every draft that you watch, but even, you know, when you talk about Nashville, when they have that, they had everybody situated um, down Broadway, so you could actually, like, pan over the top of the crowd. Which looks way better. Yeah. For sure. And, for sure. Well, and people could get to actually see the stage and not be 500 yards away well i i will i will i will argue this because i covered the draft that year too it was very difficult for broadway because you were all packed in like sardines on one street now they did have designated screens throughout broadway to be able to kind of see the stage but if you weren't up front like you were you were SOL. Wait, if you weren't up front in Kansas yeah. City, you really couldn't see past the shooting they, water that's shooting in front of the stage well here, here's the other thing too nashville you're you're looking at just natural formation of that area where they decided to hold it, right? It's basically hallway shaped versus flat and straight across. Yeah. So it, it's and the Broadway difference goes between. Uphill, so yeah, it's, it's not like you're just flat across. You're like well, and they've, so they've had a so lot Kansas of Kansas City. That's a giant hill. On yeah, where but at the least other, there wasn't they, a giant fountain in between the stage. Okay, but they've also had a lot of events and a lot of practice with the 4th of July shows that they've done over the years uh, to be able to understand how to stagger sound mm -hmm. and where to put video cameras and how to ingress egress of large groups of people like that. Um, and I actually, you know, got up and, and uh, introduced one of the rounds uh, during that, that draft in Nashville and really the only way you were getting anywhere unless you were just hanging out on Broadway all day long was going around through a whole bunch of uh, entrances to the back. So that that's part of having a draft in your city. You hope that it is dang near impossible to get around. You hope that it is uh, helping set another record. But I did I I learned I was today years old when I learned that Kansas City was the city of fountains. I had no idea. Also, big shout out to my friend Patrick Willem, 
close friend of mine. He is the, one of the lead singers of the house band Lost Wax that was performing on on the draft, and they were doing a great job. They did great. I remember you saying that you you knew one of them. I, I wasn't sure which guy it was. Yep. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's move from the NFL for the time being. But we will. I didn't come even back get to, to talk about the Bears. Oh, go ahead. Are you serious? Like one of the uh, biggest things ever in the draft this look, year for us? I, you were adamant that it was they were going to do terrible. So I well, didn't know if you want to talk about it. Well, first of all, the started crumbling around every single Bears fan the second they traded one spot for a 2024 pick. And we're like, oh, there goes Carter. They're picking Carter. This is us all over again. The amount of reaction videos was just the pure feeling of every single Bears fan is here they go and then there they go the Eagles take Carter and literally when they drafted the oh um right we're like oh I guess we can live with that but the one thing they still did not address was a defensive end we have no one to rush the quarterback we drafted a bunch of defensive tackles for some for some apparent reason but we did not even address a defensive end and our defense doesn't mean crap if we have no one rushing the quarterback. So it's we're still kind of like, ah, we'll give this like a C plus, like a C plus as a draft because we also didn't need to draft a running back. We probably still should have drafted a defensive end. Whatever. I'm not extremely happy with it, but I can live with it. I guess that's basically what everyone's saying is like, ah, we can live with this draft for now. They need to do something in free agency to try and get someone a defensive end. Since we got rid of all of our great defensive ends, we have nobody and they didn't address it once. Instead, they drafted a couple wackos that we didn't even need. You did get a great running back, though. Let's hope so. Uh, that was, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't you guys get the, the backup running back from Texas? Yes. He was really, really good. He got overshadowed a lot because everybody knew that that both of those guys were leaving Texas at the same time. But they were both fantastic. You really did get a good pickup there, especially with not. I mean, who's your starting running back right now? Honestly, I don't even know what they're. It's doing probably here, him. So I don't know. We'll see where this is going, but that's basically where we all live right now with it. Is we don't despise the draft but we can live with it but they need to do some serious undrafted off agency like free agency work to put the team back together Ryan any comments no no (laughs) if you want to pay him Frank Clark will be available (laughs) he's 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 unrestricted Marcus Peters you know I didn't realize until the draft I didn't realize until the draft was going on that the Dolphins had lost a first-round pick because they tampered and tried to acquire Tom Brady. So I was reminded during the draft that we tried to acquire and failed to get Tom Brady, and mm-hmm. that's why we didn't have a first-round pick. Yeah, um, and also, it wasn't just Tom Brady. It was the you tampered with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. <laughs> I feel like they would have like slapped you on the wrist really hard and maybe find your owner if it hadn't been too different. People. Lots of shady yeah, stuff bad. involving the Miami Dolphins last year. Ah, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, listen here. Do we need to go back to the concussion right. protocol stuff, too? I mean, look, it, it's at least it's not shady over there on the bench where Tua was sitting. That's fine. That was actually, that was really good. That was really good. That was a good thing. Has he cleared protocol you know, yet? <laughs> he, look, yes, he you know what? I think yes, we all, we all agree. We've discussed this on this show before. 
we're not going out of our way to hate on anybody. We all like pick on each other's teams, but it's he's gonna have to do something this year, or it's well, just he, gonna. He's actually learning. He's taking like mixed martial arts classes to learn how to fall better. Are you, you know, serious? unfortunately, it's when you have a 300-pound man running at you, sometimes you don't have a choice on how you fall, especially if they grab you and they got your arms. You don't have a choice how to fall. I, I would be scared if a 300-pound man, man was grabbing me as well, so I understand. Big tree fall hard. Martial arts or not, you can't judo chop his neck and be good. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not going to happen that He should way. do gymnastic tumbling. <laughs> All By right. the way, if you were if you were critical of Kansas City, would you like to know where the next two years of drafts are for the record? Vegas. Vegas. That's no, in two years, Detroit right? Detroit and Green Bay. Detroit, oh. Green Bay, then Vegas. Oh, it's gonna be so cold. Um Detroit's downtown's actually kind of cool yeah, if, they, if they do it right. Detroit's cool. Um it just kind of again, it depends on how you set that up. It's gonna be freezing. The, the Green Bay one there. to me, I I, I I love Green Bay. I love going to play shows there. But outside of the people that live there, I mean, it's gonna be really tough to. And that's not really a destination house. people want to go to either. No. Well, just just housing people up there is gonna be difficult. I mean, it, y'all, invest- y'all have to understand, like, people that have never been to, like, a, a game at, at Lambeau. Um, people literally that live in, in the city will sell parking in their yards because there's not enough parking at the stadium. Should we invest in Airbnbs in Green Bay and <laughs> Appleton, Wisconsin right now and just, just get ahead of just it? Just go ahead and, and <laughs> beat, the, beat the curve. Uh, Some people probably already have started that. They probably have uh, a quick NHL update before we we we'll, we'll touch on MLB and we'll touch on NHL. Um, NHL, I I have to say for I don't know how many times now the team that <laughs> just absolutely dominated the regular season in hockey, the Boston Bruins, is out. The it's Panthers. Like, it's the curse of the President's Cup, right? It's like if yeah. you win the President's Cup, you end up losing. I mean, good for the Panthers, though, with how that game ended up going with the last uh, few seconds. It was wild. They, and there, that there was a been, great shot to get that yes, the, that golden tie to game. There have been more overtime games, it feels like to me, and this like run up to the, the Cup. I mean, I... I there's got to be some sort of stat about that. And I know there's still some time left, obviously. <laughs> there's still this is the first round many right now. games I to play. But I wonder if there's ever been another year where we've had this many overtime games. It feels like a lot. But the Bruins go down. The defending champions, the Avalanche, they go down last night. The uh, The Tampa Bay Lightning also go down. I believe... Champa Bay might be over, Ryan. Might Uh-oh. be over in Champa oh, Bay. Oh, give me a break. It's not. Oh, come on. Come on. You got the you got the best baseball team. Well, I was going to say, we still have to talk about right baseball. You, you just gave him the come easy on. layup right there. Yeah, but we still got to remember way, that Ryan is from Miami. So we take well, the Bay I, well, I do. I, I do. I do want to remind you 
that two South Florida teams within days of each other knocked off as eight seeds, number one seeds. Just wanted to make sure that everyone. We're was not. Aware. So now we're you're not a Florida Tabasco. Hang on, we're not to basketball yet, and just one thing at a time, right? And I do yes, have a question. You though. bearing I do have a the question. lead is uh, Tampa Bay is out of the Stanley Cup playoffs. You can't jump on I, I Florida do have a Panthers. Question. Go ahead. I can't. Well, ice, ice cats, baby, ice cats. I grew up like right near. You know that arena. But anyway, oh um, here's my question: Why are you guys giving him jumping off points for this? There is legitimately a president's trophy curse. The last ten have all failed to make the Stanley Cup Finals. Why? Why do people put so much of a prevalence on the regular season when we have constantly, time and time again, now seen it does not matter playoff hockey is completely different than the regular well season. it does matter how you do during the regular season to get to the playoffs if you do crappy during the regular season you don't even get to see the playoffs does it well, you just had an eight seed upset the one the most the best regular season team ever we've ever seen and i would use that as my segue into the nba where we have all of these teams that were not supposed to make it Knocking off, <laughs> I mean, just based off that first game, Nuggets versus Suns, they, that is a horrible matchup for the Suns. It is. It, is it Murray that was out last year? Murray has been gone the last two years. Yeah, well, but specifically last year when they just got rolled by. <clears throat> yeah, the Phoenix, stomp, Phoenix stomped them in four. They, they swept them. They got the brakes beat off of them the other night. I would like it it wasn't even close. Also huge shout out. Um I may have to get Jason Fitz to to come join us uh since I, I gave him some hell about saying the Lakers were gonna be going really fast because mm-hmm. boy, um Dylan Brooks poked the bear and that did not go well. Dylan Brooks asked for a forty piece. Lakers won by 40 in game six. There you go. Enjoy. Oof. And also, you know what? Shout out to Steph Curry. (laughs) Breaking a record and dropping 50 (laughs) in a game seven. Yeah, sorry. Sacramento. You guys are are out once again. But isn't that a seven versus an eight seed? It's a matchup or uh, sorry, six versus seven, six versus seven. Yeah. And then you've got Miami coming in and just torching last night. You want to talk about that? Good Lord. Well, with Jimmy Butler on a bum ankle, they were still able to hold off the next in the fourth quarter. Uh, they were up by three when Jimmy rolled his ankle on and still won. Um, by the way, just to go towards the stat, because you were mentioning the parody, for the first time since the 16-team format was implemented in 84, one of every seed is represented in the conference semifinals. One of every seed, which just goes to show you wow. the parody in the NBA this year. But I, I still am flabbergasted with the way Miami was able to knock off the best regular season basketball team we've seen the last three years and a team that was legitimately probably the favorites to win a title this year. It does help that Giannis did not play two of those games because he was hurt. Correct. Correct. But he did play in the, in the, in the clincher and he had a triple double in the clincher. He did. Uh, And it didn't matter. Wait, 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 but the, the, the triple double thing is a bit misleading. Yeah. We're over, we're overvaluing triple doubles as like a, a stat that is worth 
exploring, but I, I will, will die on the hill that I did think that the triple double streak by Russell Westbrook, Russell was was awesome. super impressive, but that's consistently doing it over a long period of that's time. Over 82 games in the regular season coming no. back and knowing that you're the option to try and shoulder your team forward, uh, which, Hey, you know what? I out loud said they can't let all of the golden state warriors, um, fall on Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and wow, I need to shut up because they <laughs> absolutely he was just like, okay, I'm gonna play like somebody, you know, ten years younger than than I am. For sure. Yeah, Ryan, Giannis having a triple double is just more indication that Giannis was their number one option and that everything runs through him more than just him having a great game. Without question, without question. And and he is one of, if not the greatest players on the planet. But Miami, Eric Spolstra outcoached Mike Budenholzer. Like literally ran oh, circles no question. around. No question. It was, it, it was insane how misinformed Bud was in that series. I mean, he, he literally, I think he has four timeouts remaining from that series. Four timeouts still that he could have used in critical like situations. It, it was my, Miami... Completely like when when Bam was struggling, Spo ran the offense through Bam, which then allowed him to facilitate to then get the ball to Jimmy. But I I think Spo look Miami if they beat the Knicks, which they should. Now you're going to play Philly or Boston, Ooh. two teams that are Ooh. beating each other up that should hey, go to seven we're, games. We're we're going to save saying, this. We're going to save this. We're not now, we're Ryan. not there yet. However, this was a Coach Bud special. If you've been watching NBA for the last ten years. Coach Bud's number one thing is he doesn't make adjustments ever. No, he's bad. This is what happened when he was on the Hawks, when they were a 60 win team and got what they got swept by the Cavs in 2016. This is what he does. He doesn't adjust. He just goes, we're going to play our style of basketball. And unfortunately that is not how it works in, especially the playoffs. So I imagine coach Bud, although having two years remaining on his deal, will not be the coach in like two weeks. And that, my friends, was a Gleave bomb. <laughs> Wait, Gleave, so do you have a new pick now that your Kings are out? I just want a quick moratorium for the Sacramento Kings. You guys did wonderful. I picked you at the beginning of the season to make the playoffs. You did me proud. I'm wearing this hoodie. I saw it in the in the airport. I had to buy it. Oh, just do it. It's, just do it. It's going to be Nuggets Lakers in the Western Finals, and I don't know who's going to win that series. I don't. Whoa. I don't know yet. But I'm excited for Laker. I'm excited for LeBron versus Steph 5.0. I really am, and that matchup is actually the if the Lakers play the way that they did against Memphis, this is going to be a tough one, and it's going to come down to like Wiggins versus Rui Hachimura. Like that's <laughs> it's going to be like that matchup. Will they, be will be the difference in the game because everywhere else they want to hope they don't get beginning of the playoffs. Rui Hachimura, I, not twenty nine points a game. Rui Hachimura, no. so it's I'm very excited. I think this is Lakers are playing the best basketball they've played all season right now, which is exactly when they need to be doing it. the The Warriors are the Warriors. Steph is Steph, but they've also been incredibly bad on the road all season, and I think that's going to catch up with them during this season, this series. So I think the Lakers will beat the Warriors. And I think it'll be Nuggets, Nuggets, Lakers in the West. And that one, I have no idea what's going to happen. We could look up and LeBron James is in the finals. There is a path right now. 
which we we have been saying. I know. Still too soon. Just saying. All right, you want to talk about baseball for a sec, Ray? Yeah. Did you not? Did you guys catch a glimpse of it of all the craziness that went on this weekend? The Mexico City game. Um, yes, and I I wish it, I had known nuts. because I found out. Uh, do you guys know what he's talking about? No. no. Okay, so there was a game in Mexico City, and I'm, I, I can know by the look on your face and the way your eyes are moving back and forth that you're looking up the dimensions of the field. So I'll go ahead and let you take it. I, I found out about yes. this right after first pitch, and I was so mad because I would have bet the world that they were going to hit the over. <laughs> it was amazing. So it was Mexico City hosted its first ever regular season MLB game. Ten different players homered. In San Diego's 16 to 11 win on Saturday, tying a record for most in a game in MLB history. The stadium back was up, back up, back up. 16 to 11. 11. And just so you know, 10 different players home. You know what it scared people off is that uh, evidently the line closed at 15 and a half for a baseball game. What the? All right, now explain why, Ryan. Well, because. It is 7,320 feet above sea level is that stadium, even higher than Coors Field, which is 5,200 feet, which is is notoriously known for home runs flying out of that ballpark. However, you mentioned that, CY, the over-under the following day was the highest in MLB history, and there were only 10 runs scored. So only 10. A little bit of a letdown. <laughs> will you, will you only 10 explain the other factor the here? Was the outfield just like closer? Oh, oh my God. That's what I was getting was at. It like five feet behind third base. What's going on here? The the shortest porch in the uh, MLB other than where they played is what? The shortest porch would that be? That'd be Yankee Stadium, wouldn't it? Is it? Is it? I think it's right. Yeah. Yankees is it right in the Yankees? Yeah. All right. What What was that field that they played on? Or the Mexico City field? Uh-huh. Because while... Estado Alfredo Jarpelu. Oh, I'm... Perdón, man. I'm, that would be I'm a so game sorry. I want to go to, is a game where people are just pounding the ball out of the okay, park. Okay, so, so the dimensions... Okay, so the dimensions were 400 feet to center field, 320 foot, 25 feet down the lines. <laughs> Those were the dimensions. So is that Which not a rule? Which is accurate. Is this not a rule in baseball where it, the fields all have to be the same size? No, no, no. How is that not a thing? So the, actually there's a stat cast now, which they measure this. Anytime a player hits a home run, they will give you in how many ballparks in baseball that home run would have been a home run. And so you measure that. And that's how you get to dictate kind of, okay, would this legitimately be a home run across all of baseball? What would you say right and left field were down the lines? 325. In Mexico City? Yeah. Yeah, so Yankee Stadium is 314 and 318 in right and left. But yeah. you don't have the elevation thing. You do not. And honestly, that change in elevation from Yankee oh Stadium my gosh. to that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yankees at sea level, basically. <laughs> also, maybe juice balls. That's not Houston. No. <laughs> Nice. Got it. Got mm, you, Astros. We there, didn't forget. Were there trash cans available? Uh, I will never let this go. I hate the Houston Astros. 
I, I do too. I despise them. So. City of Houston, I, I love I, you. I love the city. Hate I your also, team. I, I also want to do just a weekly, a weekly Shohei Otani shout out because he continues to do things that we just never see people do in baseball, and we legitimately take this man for granted. He is he is the craziest athlete of our lifetime in baseball. And yet, the biggest story in baseball this week was what? People hitting Mexico dingers. City. Why, dingers. That's dingers. why they should get steroids and bring it back. I just love juice balls, man. Let, go let's ahead. go for it. Go ahead. I go love on. it. 16 to 11. You know who would have fun? Everyone at the game. Every single person. That wouldn't necessarily help in the quest to make games, you know, faster, though, if you are scoring. Obviously, guys, we're, we're kidding. 16 to 11. All right. Uh, let's go to movies. <laughs> movies. Uh, just want to say, I know we were kind of scrambling last week, so this is going to be completely spoiler-free. Did anyone other than me get a chance to see this? Uh, no interest in seeing this movie at really? all. I really wanted None. to see this movie. They don't even show it at the local movie theater right by us. Is it Green Hills? What? It was in Green Hills. It wasn't at 100 Oaks. Hmm. They weren't even playing it there. Uh, I did not. I was cleaning up bird bowling <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I will. I will take this one. By the way, with a budget of six million euros, what's the conversion on that? <laughs> I was literally about to ask the same it's, thing. It's uh, not that crazy. Um, I would be interested to know what they've made so far, Ryan. If you want to check that, that would be six point five million in the 6. US. 6. So six million euros would be six point five eight. Yeah. yeah. Um. Will you look up what they've made so far, Rye or Josh? Yeah, I got it. All right, so I will go over this real fast. Sisu rated R 2022 action slash war, which I didn't know that was a category, but okay. (laughs) Uh, Hour and 31 minutes, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, 93% of Google users like this movie. I think that's the first time that's ever happened. That's awesome. It's the exact same number. You got a number for us? Worldwide box office, 5.4 million, domestic 3.2. So 8.6. That's awesome. Made money. I mean, it's definitely going to make money. And that's before streaming, because streaming will be, this this thing will live. Yeah. Uh, so during the last days of World War II, a solitary prospector crosses paths with Nazis on a scorched earth retreat in modern, uh, in northern Finland, not modern Finland, excuse me. When the soldiers decide to steal his gold, they quickly discover they just tangled with no ordinary miner. It's cool. I enjoyed it. It's same director or producer as John Wick. So that that's the interesting thing. Um, or is it just same studio as John Wick? Did they like fudge it? Because they made it sound like it was. If you are a fan of John Wick, this is your logical. Instead of a dog, he got his gold stolen and then. Instead of Russians, it was the Nazis. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, well, they're they're kind of giving it away, and I, I feel like this this spoiler is okay. This is a very minor one. Um, in this case, one of the things they do in an attempt to manifest a quiet, intense man uh, is that they don't actually have the lead actor say any lines until the final lines of dialogue in the movie, which I thought was, cool. I love that. 
I thought it was cool. Um, you can definitely tell there's sort of like this Tarantino-esque a, a attempt. You know, it's like broken into chapters, and it it's very largely action-based with not a lot of speaking. Um, and it's, you know, ludicrous over the top brutality in in some of these i mean I, I don't think that they positioned it awkwardly you know i i think this is a case of a movie knowing exactly what it was as opposed to renfield which i felt like didn't know exactly what it wanted to be that makes sense um and it was shot like the coloring and stuff was more like that book of eli sort of like a little grainy, yes. grainy apocalyptic sort of vibe yeah um i don't know i i liked it i thought it was cool yeah. and again this says the creators were <laughs> clearly heavily inspired by the john wick movies i i thought that one of the people on the john wick franchise had worked on this but evidently not see yeah i felt like in the when i saw four they did a they there was a like trailer. a tease There's at the a, end of it yeah, and it was like from the producers of maybe it's just a producer. Maybe maybe yeah. it's producers because that that would make sense. Um, that being said, if you're into that type of movie, I'd recommend this one. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Well, next week, guess what's out? Oh gosh! Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, I'm hooked on a feeling. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. My only joy in this is that this is the last one. The last one, <laughs> and I never have to watch these movies ever again. Well, the best part is, is what if you like it? You're it's Guardian. Be... It's Guardians of the Galaxy. For those of you who have Volume Three, not. Uh, I'm. I'm Groot. I'm Groot. Groot is the best part of the whole thing. <laughs> why did you say that with like a accent? Yeah, why is he German? <laughs> I'm. I'm Groot. Groot. <laughs> Okay. What did a? you just say, Josh? Hey. Hey. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I heard this is uh really, really good. So I'm looking forward to it. This is gonna be amazing. Cannot wait. And you know what? To your point, this is the last time. It's the last you one. We'll have to do this. I know. I know. I'm I'm very excited for that. And I you can't know what? wait for him to like it. I will love them. As ancillary pieces in other no 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 don't do that in in the don't like secret that. wars don't do that when they're just like they pop on screen for a second and be like oh that's great <laughs> but a whole movie that ain't it okay well that is what we are uh, watching next week and since we got all of this out of the way we now are going to go to the hot take. So when you talk about NFL drafts, it's always who did the best or who did the worst, but you never really know, like we alluded to earlier in the podcast, until on down the line, right? Mm -hmm. You, you, you want to see the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. Hindsight's twenty twenty. all those, you know, little phrases people like to toss around. I wanted to go not with the worst draft pick of all time not go by position because there's so many different options that you can take there 
I wanted to go by individual year and team the worst team draft of all time. And there's a lot. There's a lot you can pick from. And I completely agree with NFL.com. Say this again. We're this doing is it the every worst. Year? No, this is the worst draft by a team in a singular year. In a year. singular year. Ever. And I am putting it forward that it also includes, and this is one of the big reasons, one of the most historic franchises, whether you like them or not, and one of the biggest draft busts of all time individually. That would be, and I'm sorry for all the Raiders fans out there, the yep. 07 Oakland Raiders. Jamarcus Russell! So let me run this down. These are the picks in order by round. Jamarcus Russell, a quarterback. Be, be nice to our guy Zach Miller, by the way. He's a good friend now. Be, ni- be the, nice. Yeah, I'm not be being nice. I'm not being mean. I'm just saying, you know, he he's in there, bro. Um, <laughs> Zach Miller was round two. Uh, we we Clint, love him. Quentin Moses was round three, defensive end. Um, they took an offensive tackle. Then uh, we had Johnny Lee Higgins, we had Michael Bush, we had Bowie Richard, blah 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 blah. Just double died. And it, look, you know what? I'm going to say all the names because that they don't. They got drafted. They deserve to have their names mentioned. Jamarcus Russell, um, Quentin Moses, Mario Henderson, Johnny Lee Higgins, Michael Bush, John Bowie, Jay Richardson, Eric Frampton. About made a horrible like <laughs> Peter's brother, you know, uh, Orrin O'Neill, then <laughs> Jonathan Holland. So, the players out of that entire class that were primary starters were four, despite Miller being one of those people that you know had a fantastic NFL career eventually, not with the Raiders, but with the Seahawks during their Super Bowl runs. And I did love him on the Bears. It's great on the Bears. Yeah, but not not in a Raiders uni. Um and Bush did have over three thousand career rushing yards. It it it's always going to be known for that Jamarcus Russell pick, right? And that's why anytime people continue to talk about <laughs> in the draft when they started talking about a quarterback they're like man, man did you see his arm talent though his arm talent his arm talent his arm talent i'm like is he accurate because there's always one guy where it's like man he can just launch the ball i'm like that's great does it end up where he's wanted to go because wasn't that the a, a big part of it with Jamarcus Russell was man. He he's got a cannon, but when you ask him to put it and make the right decision, make the right read, throw it into windows that they wanted him to do, it just never translated. No. Um, and famously, did not watch film that was assigned <clears throat> to him. And there's a whole story about that. Yeah, and the the there was a issue with th- th- there were a lot of issues. <clears throat> um, 
conditioning. We'll put it that way. This is the biggest problem. People take an after Russell in this draft class. Calvin Johnson, Joe Thomas, Patrick Willis, Adrian Peterson, Marshawn Lynch, John Beeson, Joe Staley, Ryan Khalil, Marshall Yanda, Eric Weddle. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't know we were doing just a specific year, but my, my pick was also the Raiders for this. Here's 2004 to 2013, and we're not even talking about the Henry Ruggs situation and just recent stuff and Leatherwood that they've selected in the first round and he's not on the team anymore. 2000, this is who they picked and then who has picked the next player. 2004, Raiders yeah. took Robert Gallery, next player, Larry Fitzgerald. 05, Fabian Washington, next player, Aaron Rodgers. 2006, Michael Huff, next player, Dante Whitner. 2007, Jamarcus Russell, next player, Calvin Johnson. 2008, Darren McFadden, next player, Glenn Dorsey. Okay, wait, 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 time out. That one I will give you. I would take McFadden uh, over Dorsey, and uh, we had Dorsey. (laughs) Chiefs Chiefs drafted him. Yeah, I was going to say McFadden. Was great. Yeah. 2009, Darius Hayward Bay, next player, Eugene Monroe. 2010, Rolando Rolando McLean, next player, CJ Spiller. 2013. Rolando McLean was supposed to be so good. I know. DJ Hayden, next player, Sheldon Richardson. Like, this is just... It, it it's sort of a curse with them. Like they just can't do this correctly <laughs> over like worse than the bears 20 years. So do you have a specific draft year, Josh, or is it just the Raiders being aside from the fact that they're the, the team that I hate the most in the NFL. It is just the Oakland Raiders it, for the last 20 the, years. It's gotta, it's gotta be Oh seven, but Oh seven is with, particularly with Russell. bad. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, when you look at Jamarcus Russell and the next pick was Calvin Johnson. Who put up Hall of Fame stats when he was the only player on the Detroit Lions, basically. Imagine, imagine if that is the one where they go, you know what, we're going with a receiver and we're going to pick a quarterback later in the draft. Brutal. Oof. All right, you got a pick, Rye? I do. And it's a hometown selection. Oh, I, I bet I can guess and, the year. Oh, is it I bet I can guess the year. No, no. So there's two years that stand out, and this is before I even looked it up, of terrible Dolphins drafts. 2006, they were putrid, but 2013 takes the cake. Because I remember where I was at this moment when the Dolphins at number three traded with the Oakland Raiders to move up and select defensive end Deion Jordan. I was in a Buffalo Wild Wings watching this. And thinking, all right, we got ourselves the next Jason Taylor. That's how you know it was 2013. (laughs) Jordan spent much of the first two seasons as a situational pass rusher and then missed the entire 2015 season after a violation of the league substance abuse policy. But it doesn't end there, okay? Not only did they leverage their future to move up to get him, Jamar Taylor, Dallas Thomas, Will Davis, Jelani Jenkins, Deion Sims, Mike Gillisley, that was what followed. But here here was the kicker. And I mean it in all senses of the word. They spent a fifth-round pick on Caleb Sturgis, a very middle-of-the-road mediocre kicker. Miami Dolphins have had some really terrible drafts. Now, this draft, by the way, does this draft class goes down as one of the worst all-time in NFL history, but the Dolphins were putrid in this draft. And I, I, it set us back 
if, if you could even set us back even further, it set us back further. It was really bad. Well, I would definitely say 2006. Do you remember who got drafted that year? That you the guys- 2006? Yeah. Like who we passed on is what you're yeah. saying? Who was one of well, the we biggest took Dante We took Dante Culpepper that year over Drew Brees is what we did. In, in, uh, in and how well did that turn out for you? Yeah. Uh, great. Yeah, real great. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, real great. Didn't Culpepper okay. actually play more games what, than I mean, Vikings? Vin, what, you're ta- I mean, in that 2000 and 2006 Six. draft, Vince Young yep. was a part of that draft. Jay Cutler, your boy. Yeah, anyway. Jay Cutler. Just, just to add another in there because, you know, two of the worst years <clears throat> ever are the Dolphins. Well, let's throw 2006 in there. You know what? Speaking of the Vikings, I'm going to give a fourth option just to, in case you don't want to pick. 06 or 13 of the Dolphins and you are a huge Raiders fans you know Jason Fitz whatever uh and 07 um doesn't fit your uh your timeline we're gonna go uh one year earlier than one of those other picks 05 speaking of the Minnesota Vikings they had two first round picks Oh yeah, that's bad. They could no, have. Oh god, they could have had Aaron Rodgers. They could have had Aaron Rodgers. However, <laughs> I mean, you, you Dante Culpepper MVP season. So I mean, there's that. Yeah, yeah. Dante Culpepper. Yikes! Hey, built by UCF, by the way. Oh, oh, so, 05 was the Alex Smith draft, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Mm. That was a that was a that was a draft. Got to love the NFL draft. Yeah. But that's the thing. So, wait, I, like, so on, wait, what on this, was your what was your year? 2006 Miami Dolphins. Yeah, 06. Okay. So 05. Yeah, 06. we had the 07 Raiders, 13, 13 Dolphins, 06 Dolphins, 05 Vikings. In the last 20 okay, years but of I do, for me. I and then, wait, yes, the, so who did they who did they pick in 06? Um, here, let me put it there. It wasn't Culpepper. Uh, no, Culpepper was, Culpepper was, was a f- who? The Miami, their first pick was DB, Jason Allen, um, wide receiver, Derek Hagan, uh, OT, Joe Toledo, Fred Evans, uh, Roderick Wright, and Devon Arum, not even trying. <laughs> not, <laughs> not even, not even not attempting, not going to work here anymore. For the record, can I can I mention who was leading the Dolphins in that draft? Nick Saban yes. was making the call on all <laughs> yes, of those picks. For the record, the talent evaluator himself. Hey, look, just goes to show you, man. 05 was a stacked draft. Alex Smith, Pac-Man Jones, Demarcus Ware, Sean Merriman, Aaron Rodgers, Roddy White, Heath Miller, Vincent Jackson, Frank Gore. It's Frank Gore. He's still in the league, isn't he? Justin Tuck probably is. I think so. Richie Incognito, Darren Sproles, Ryan Fitzpatrick, man, Cadillac Williams. Come on. Well, it's going to take a few years to grade draft classes. If if this doesn't show you anything, we we really need three years. You really, you at least need two because then you can tell like if somebody gets hurt. I mean, you got. When you go back to individual players, you can always like kind of spotlight. Um, remember Ross that was on the Bengals? Do you remember who I'm talking about? Yeah, John. You're talking about John Ross. Yeah, when he ran like 
yeah. an insane 40 time <laughs> and they're like, he's going to be the guy. He's going to be the guy. Remember when the Bears picked Mitchell I, uh, Trubisky? <laughs> Kyle honestly, Orton was that 05? Based off what Josh said, like I keep thinking in my head, I'm racking my brain on really terrible Oakland Raiders picks. And there's a lot of them. Like the Raiders have really effed this up a lot. And that is the one that stands out. We should tell you everything you need to know. I feel like we got this one in the bag. As always, thank you guys for listening to the Quad with Chris Young. I'm Chris from Ryan, Haley, and Josh. Just know we love you. Go check it out. Rate, subscribe, review, tell your friends. We'll see you next week. Number three was the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I I just Just I didn't have the heart to I didn't have the heart to do that to him. Matt Castle. Why the Jaguars deserve everything they've yeah. ever done? <laughs> that's the, which is not I feel much. Like we let that's them off the hook. I feel like we let them off the hook in this conversation. They are. The Jaguars deserve, they, they deserve. They deserve to be pooped on like a bird. I honestly don't know how the Jaguars are still an existing team in Jacksonville because they don't even have the fan base. They had to put a hot tub to try and get fans to come to the games. That, that thing's awesome, by the way. Do not shame their Dude. hot tub. That is an awesome, awesome, cool thing. I I have this thing. I. When there, there's that many people at that kind of event where you just know everybody is just getting, let's say, um, having a good time. Saucy. Saucy. That is a great descriptor. I don't want to know what's in that hot tub. No. <laughs>